everybody will have his share of ups and downs you know there are so many things that happen all around us but how we react to a situation is in our hands so many things are not in our hands but how we react to it depends on us so things will go on you have to believe in yourself something or the other will always keep happening it's not that i become an ips officer or somebody becomes a billionaire so their journey is ended it's never like that something or the other will keep happening but uh, you know the old thing when the going gets tough the tough get going this is episode number 112 of the inspiring talk with top ips officer amit lodha welcome back inside yet another episode of the inspiring talk my name is bijay gautam i'm your host for this show each week i interview today's most successful and inspiring personalities to help you realize your inner potential In today's episode I'm excited to have Amit Lodha who is an IPS officer who serves as Inspector General of Police. Amit is one of the brave police officers whose life is nothing short of a Bollywood movie. Amit has executed some of the most dangerous criminal operations including minimizing Naxal militants in Begusarai Bihar. Amit is the author of two best-seller books Bihar Diaries where he shares the story of going after the most dangerous criminal of bihar and the new one life in the uniform where he shares his life journey he has been awarded the prestigious president's police medal for gallantry and the internal security medal for his work in our conversation we discuss his journey of becoming an ips officer how you can develop mental toughness dealing with life threats and a lot more this is one of the very inspiring episodes that you will hear on the inspiring talk Fun fact his story is being made into a movie and I'm super excited to share this conversation with you all let's get started Welcome to the show Thank you Bajra thank you so much So I was going through your profile and the kind of amazing work that you're doing as a police officer and your role in kind of bringing the crime down in Bihar and the entire journey is really fascinating we'll get there we'll talk about all the you know crazy missions that you have been on the lessons that you have learned so i want to start from the very very beginning so where did you grow up and what did your parents do what was your upbringing like my father uh, was a doctor rather he's still a doctor who is retired from public service but a doctor never retires otherwise so my first four five years of my childhood they were spent in the middle east my father was a doctor there then i came back to india and mm-hmm. i grew up in jaipur i was born in jodhpur but i grew up in jaipur and uh, i had a good life very normal life uh, and good fun life to afford those days no internet no mobile no cable tv but lots of cricket football and uh, must mm-hmm. be with friends and uh, then i went to iit delhi then i joined in infra service So when you were growing up as a child what was your dream what did you want to become when you grow up my you know maternal side a lot of them were in the bureaucracy already they mm-hmm. had a strong influence on me my father's family belonged to the medical profession all of them were doctors but somehow uh, obviously it's a very noble profession but it never appealed to me and i was enamored by the bureaucracy the civil services because i could mm-hmm. realize even a small decision could change the lives of thousands of people very quickly 
and since you were given that responsibility and you were you were at the helm of affairs you could actually contribute it along so though i saw that they, you know they had bungalows and cars and all those things all the glamour that is associated with the bureaucracy in india but i could see the working also that how much of a responsibility a senior officer holds in a district whether he's an ias or an ics officer and then uh, it's mm-hmm. a matter of great privilege and pride to be holding such posts so i was really enamored very much uh, excited eager to join the civil services and of course ips always remains my remain my first love so you wanted to become an ips officer but you went to iit delhi how did that happen that is you know it's an embarrassing thing to answer but uh, the fact is that i was fairly good in academics in my school and once in class 11 i saw that everybody was studying for iit je you know they were reading books like resnick and halliday ie erodo these are technical books for the preparation of iit je and i just thought that since pe- these people are doing and i'm better off than most of the students who are preparing for iit i think i should also pay for this exam it was really foolish of me you know i had no idea about iit or engineering per se mm-hmm. but purely because of looking at my so peers and my friends from your parents like no not at all my parents have always been cool they have never bothered about anything um, i've been very lucky even for those hmm. pe- nowadays i think every parent is cool but for me it was a big blessing for those days my parents are ultra cool they never bothered about uh, what i was planning for the future they were always cool they had faith in my abilities that was one thing and uh, secondly they were very cool they were not ambitious my father was always a relaxed person and then i went to iit delhi and i realized that i uh, come to the wrong place iit itself was a wonderful wonderful place great institution world class infrastructure wonderful people coming there from all over the country in fact from other countries also and the problem was that uh, i thought that i was a misfit in that place because i was good in academics but i had no interest in engineering number one number two in school i had this notion that i was one of the bright students and in iit you realize that everybody is a genius everybody around you is a genius so mm. the competition everything changes so both the factors the abundance of genius around me and my disinterest in iit academics made me very sullen very depressed i developed a complex that uh, i simply cannot survive in this place and i started hitting myself for making the wrong decision and uh, i went into my shell mm-hmm. i was always depressed and i started doing poorly in all my fields not only academics but in other fields also like sports or any mm-hmm. extracurricular activity and i was one of the few people who was unemployed mm-hmm. after the end of iit so you can imagine i was mm-hmm. in a very bad state of affairs that time but uh, always dreamed to be an ips officer yeah. and i pulled up my socks pulled myself up immediately after iit i don't know mm. how i changed myself and uh, yeah so i know that while you are making it sound like it had just been a smooth ride from getting fdc grades on your iit and then you know all of a sudden becoming an ips officer you had your fair share of um, loss of confidence that you went through and uh, you know questioning your absolutely, own ability while you knew that you know, yeah No, no, I had lost confidence in myself. I was uh, in a bad shape, and uh, you know everything that could go wrong had gone wrong in my life that time. Every possible thing. So it was a disaster for me. I was in a constant state of depression that time. In fact, I had suicidal thoughts also. That 
I'm the unluckiest mm. person in this world. Everything that can go wrong is going wrong in my life. So it was a very bad, bad mm-hmm. feeling for me. What happened after that? Like you picked up. Is there any incident or is there something somebody said? Incident I mentioned in my second book, Life in the Uniform. There was no incident as such, but one of my friends who was the CEO of PolicyBazaar.com, Yashish Dagya, mm-hmm. he had come to Jaipur. And I told him that Ashish, I'm going through a bad time and what I want in life, that doesn't happen to me. He said, what are you saying? And what I want in life, we get exactly that. And this thing, you know, embellished itself on my mind that he's absolutely right. And then I started thinking positively. I started slowly, made lifestyle changes, having more discipline in my schedule, waking up at the right time, sleeping at the right time, you know, small things. Controlling my diet, controlling my mind, and uh, studying systematically for the UPSC. Earlier, I had no mm-hmm. purpose in life, and I did not know how to study when I was in IIT. You know, suddenly before the exam, six hours before the exam, I will keep make a night out, remain awake throughout the night to study. But for the UPSC, you can't do this. It's you know the syllabus is huge, and you have to prepare for a long period of time. So I started uh, meeting the right people who had already been successful for the civil services, and uh, very effectively I planned everything how I have to go about my studies. I had a perfect balance between hard work, studies, and uh, me time. I used to go for hmm. a swim every day for two hours, relax, have a good sleep. So these things made a huge difference not only for my preparation, for me physically and mentally and spiritually also. And uh, mm-hmm. I started visualizing myself in the uniform of an IPS officer. Obviously, it yeah. was not only daydreaming. I used to work hard for that. And uh, mm-hmm. here I am in front of you. That was a time when I started thinking positive. And uh, over the last twenty-five years, I don't remember a day when I thought negative. I always think positive. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe I've been mm-hmm. extremely lucky. Maybe there's somebody up there looking for me. But whatever I've desired or dreamt of. Of mm. getting all mm-hmm. that, it's not that it's just mm. coming to me like that on a platter. I worked hard for all that, but I always believe, always strongly desire, strong. I'm always optimistic that this thing will happen. Negative, never mm. think uh, negative. Even during the times of Corona, I know it's a pandemic. Mm. It's uh, spreading very fast. People are losing their lives. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, I do not lose hope. I, I'm hmm. always positive. I have to inspire confidence in my subordinates also. As police officers, we have to work every day. We have to interact with the public. We have to be out on the roads. We cannot isolate ourselves in our houses. Even during a lockdown, our police officers, our policemen, constables—they have all been working very hard. So hmm. I have to inspire confidence in them, and for that, I have to always think positive. Hmm. It's not that I've thrown caution to the winds. I always tell them that you be careful, maintain some social distancing. Wear a mask, but at the same time, think positively. Don't think that you know if something will happen to me and all this. In my line of work, anyway, as a mm. police officer, if not Corona, something else will happen. So yeah. you have to be very, very positive about everything. Yeah. So what I got from the phase that you were in, where you were depressed and having the suicidal thoughts and feeling that hey, everything is going wrong, you were playing victim. You were operating from the place that nothing can go right from me. and then you know suddenly you decided to kind of take control of your life saying that hey you know what i can control my life and i'm going to decide what my fate holds instead of just 
putting responsibility in someone else and just blaming the system, blaming someone else. And, you know, to now taking the ownership of your life, saying that I'm the one who's going to make that change. Now I'm going to put the work. I'm going to study hard. I'm going to make a schedule. I'm going to go for the swimming and took the ownership of your life, right? I come across a lot of people and I have been in that place where a lot of people do things, whether out of the pressure or whether they don't like or something. And then, you know, they see that things are going wrong. So what would be your message to people who are in that phase right now who might be listening to us saying that, hey, you know what, nothing seems to be going right in my life. What would be your message when you look back at your own life journey? See, I know it will sound very cliched, Vijay, but this is a fact of life that you have to believe in yourself. There's no other way. Either you lose hope, remain depressed, give up on everything, or else you pick yourself up and uh, believe in yourself, work hard. It's not that you just keep sitting and something will happen. And uh, ultimately, hard work always pays. It never fails. And if you have confidence in yourself, your abilities, you do your best, sooner or later, you'll get your due. Sometimes results are instant. Sometimes it takes longer period. But I've never seen somebody, whether he's an actor, a cricket player, a bureaucrat like me, a student who has worked hard and he's not got what he desires. Mm -hmm. Maybe a level below the, his desire, a notch below, but ultimately he gets what he wants in life. So that is very true. And uh, everybody will have his share, share of ups and downs. You know, there are so many things that happen all around us. But how we react to a situation is in our hands. For example, this coronavirus thing right now. It is happening. None of us ever imagined this could happen to us in the 21st century when technology, science, everything, medicine, medical field, everything is so developed. Still, it has happened. Yeah. It has reminded us how mortal we are. So many things are not in our hands. But how we react to it depends on us. So many people have done their best during coronavirus also. They've built up new businesses, risen like the phoenix. So things will go on. You have to believe in yourself. Something or the other will always keep happening. It's not that I become an IPS officer or somebody becomes a billionaire so their journey is ended. It's never like that. Something or the other will keep happening. But uh, you know the old thing, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Mm -hmm. So you have to believe in yourself. I know it is like sermonizing, but there's no other way out. Yeah. And the more positive you think, the more positive things happen around you. That has been my experience. I tell it to my children. I tell it to my family members. A few of my family members also, you know, got infected by coronavirus. Somebody else got a cancer last year. But the only thing that I could have done was to give them a positive feeling that, you know, there was one option that I go there, stay depressed around them. Other, other thing was that I stay cheerful mm -hmm. and told them, let's fight it out. Yeah, and It made a huge difference. Sounds, you know, very philosophical or, you know, how can it possible? But people have actually beaten diseases like cancer. And many, many things in life just by thinking positively. Absolutely. There's a science behind all this. You know, it. if you think positively, you release the right hormones, your body starts creating antibodies. Mm. It increases your immunity. The same thing holds true in the times of Corona also. The same thing holds true during cancer. A lot of other things. Yeah. So I always think and uh, think positively. So I have kind of kept myself away as much as possible to consume news. And the reason for that is I have realized like the more news I consume, more it affects my mental health because a lot of things that's happening, which are not in my control. And whether I look at the news or not, nothing's going to change about that news by me watching or not reading that news piece, right? And especially the negative ones. And because of that, I try to stay 
update it, but not try to dive deep and go into the rabbit hole of the things or scenario that's happening around. Now, you have mentioned a couple of times about during our conversation about thinking positively and also keeping your mind healthy. Now, for somebody like you, who is day in and out dealing with all these sort of situations, dealing with a lot of criminals and all these things going, like how do you separate yourself from the you know work that you are doing and being exposed to hell lot of negativity and then here you are you know you have to stay positive and inspire the team and also take care of your mental health how do you do that see bishay i knew very well what i have signed up for mm. as an ips officer i'll largely hear negative news the later the call i get in the day or in the night the more difficult the news will be yesterday night i got a call at 1:30 that our daughter is missing so i couldn't have said you know i'm going out to sleep i'll look at it tomorrow when i come to office immediately i you know we sprang into action and luckily this girl had gone with her cousin only but for mm. us it was a huge thing you know the girl yeah. missing for 4 hours that's a big thing so i always think positive this is my job i take great pride in it first of all if you take great pride in your job have passion mm-hmm. about what you're doing it doesn't remain a job you start mm. enjoying it then you will not feel the stress mm. you are making a podcast every day if you start enjoying it then you know it's so much of fun what do you think i have to just make a podcast and then how many people listen to it you start thinking about the results then it's not going to make anything good for you but if you involve yourself fully in your job immerse yourself mm. then ultimately the product is good and you'll get the results or the appreciation for it mm. so that is one thing and uh, i'm always cool I take a deep breath whenever there's a crisis, mm-hmm. because whatever has happened has happened. Now my job is to get it done rightly again. I have to put things into order again, and I'm paid for that as a senior IPS officer. Yeah. That is why the government has put me in a place that something has gone gone wrong, a communal tension has happened, a riot has broken out. You put everything in order again. So if I lose faith in myself, if I'm not cool, if I'm not confident, how do I expect my jawans and my officers? Mm-hmm. to stand up to the bats and the volley of stones coming at us we have to be very confident very positive and we have to look for a solution and that way you know it has become a part of my uh, lifestyle my culture and uh, i always keep myself positive and i have a wonderful work life balance mm-hmm. i enjoy the good things in life i love reading books i love listening to music watching films playing sport every day it is great you know it is a great stress buster for me i play for 2 hours every day Mm-hmm. so these kind of things uh, keep me sane have a wonderful support system of family and friends mm-hmm. and uh, this is you know for all these things you don't require a lot of money or anything like that it's just the simple pleasures of life yeah so it gives me a lot of sanity and i enjoy eating good food so many things small things in life but this keeps me very balanced and i have a good sense of humor mm-hmm. i find out uh, humor everywhere even in the worst situation And yeah. I know that uh, even in the most serious meetings, we do have a laugh. Otherwise, you know, we'll become like zombies or robots yeah. or machines. Mm. So I have a good sense of humor. And if you read my books, Behar Diaries as well as Life in the Uniform, yeah. both of which are incidentally bestsellers. I'm mm. so delighted that my new book. It is not even one month of its launch. It's already a bestseller. It is sold out totally. And people love the humor in the book. Yeah, absolutely. And nobody expects an IPS officer to have humor. Mm. Uh, but i tell people it's a must not only for me it's, it's a must for everybody you know something or other will go wrong every day so you know must know how to laugh at that situation more importantly laughing at yourself we should 
take our work seriously but not ourselves we often take ourselves so seriously instead yeah. of our work and one should always have you know a self deprecatory humor that way i'm good mm. and uh, i think for that uh, one should get married if you get married your <laughs> wife will always pull your leg or make fun of you keep you <laughs> fully grounded so uh. that is also an important thing you don't uh, fly too much <laughs> uh yeah absolutely so you have shared a fair bit of what are the things that keeps you sane one you mentioned is like the you know, sports you play sports and having a great support system and the family and having a good circle of friends where you can kind of de-stress and not think about your day to day kind of crimes and stuff that you deal with but i'm sure there are some crimes which are beyond one's imagination and you are exposed to that i'm sure that affects to you on a emotional level and mental level right has that ever happened to you and if that happens then does that in any way come in the way for you to do your job in a certain way that needs to be done is there any experience like that that you'd like to share with us see there have been many many harrowing incidents uh, where you feel really bad you feel jolted hmm. uh, for example in my first book bihar diaries i mentioned how a criminal a very yeah. dangerous criminal of bihar he killed 15 people in a span of uh, 24 hours hmm. that was a gruesome sight and anybody any normal human being will get rattled after seeing so many dead bodies torsos without their heads lying on the ground so obviously i did feel bad about it but then i steeled myself i had a more strong resolve that i have to arrest this man i have to put him behind bars i have to bring him to justice mm-hmm. so these kind of things do they do shake me i'm a human being i'm very sensitive to the things that happen around me and truly that makes me a better officer because if i'm not mm-hmm. sensitive to all the wrong doings or all the crimes that happen around me i will never be able to bring justice to to the victims who have been wronged so i am i do get rattled i do feel bad but i am very strong i don't show it externally i keep my thoughts to myself maybe i'll share with my wife or somebody very close but then i'll pull myself up and get on with the job and mm. every time these kind of things have happened we have to come up with even greater resolve to ensure that these criminals or these perpetrators are put behind bars absolutely so you mentioned about the criminal that you have dealt with in bihar and you talk about it in greater detail in your book first book bihar diaries and i must say i loved the read i can almost visualize every single scene that has happened and at the same time as you mentioned it's the fun way of presenting it really adds to the entire story having to deal with somebody like and it's almost like a movie story in fact like it's being now converted into movie so when i was going through that book and it was nothing short of a bollywood movie that's happening and it's almost like all the scenes and everything that has happened in it's almost like a scene in a movie please be honest with me were you scared when you were exit uh, you know executing this mission not at all i was not scared in fact i was very thrilled i was uh, excited because it was a cat and mouse chase and it was a battle of wits between the two of us the criminal was also very intelligent he had a deep uh, entrenched network even in the police department if you yeah. read the book you'll know about the mole who was in our police department so it had yeah. all the ingredients of a bollywood movie or you can say even a hollywood web series whatever you can call it yeah and i never imagined you know when i actually narrated this incident to a few of my senior colleagues then that they told me that this is exactly like a film it's like a movie script mm-hmm. so it never occurred to me before that you know a movie mm-hmm. could be made on this mm-hmm. and it was purely by chance that uh, my dear friend akshay kumar introduced me to neeraj pandey the acclaimed director mm-hmm. and i 
narrated this story to him and he said it's wonderful we have to make this film and now we are making a web series a major web series it should be out this year and both my books are being made into web series or two seasons of web series i'm very uh, happy very delighted that the web series and the books they will definitely change the perspective an average indian has about the police of india of our country mm. and people have a lot of wrong notions about the police in this country they mm. much vilified much pilloried certain things are right obviously we do have black sheep in our department lot of people Absolutely. do things which are not supposed to be done but mm. then we should not forget the sacrifices and the work done by so many other valiant police officers and constables who actually lay their lives for the country in the line of mm. duty Yeah. So there are the good, the bad, the ugly in every department. Police is no different. But I am very sure that my web series and the books they have already brought in a lot of positive uh, air for the police. Absolutely. So where do you go on these critical missions, or to get these kind of really dangerous criminals? Where oftentimes there are the situations where you also don't know, like you know, if you are going to come back alive, right? So when you are going on these kind of missions, what do you usually, you know, tell to your family members or the people near and dear ones? Is there anything I that you tell them? I just tell them that I'll come back by this time and make alu parathas for me or alu puri or whatever my favorite delicacy. Those, mm-hmm. those are unhealthy things, but I love gorging on you know pizzas and maggi noodles and all those unhealthy things. So whenever I go for these kind of things. I always tell my wife or my staff that I need these things when I come back. So I always, it's kind of you know, imprinting something positively that nothing wrong will happen and I'll be back by this time. And usually it turns out like that. Usually it turns out like that. Sometimes I can be a little late, but mm. I always come back home. So yeah, these things do happen, and you know, it's a professional hazard. As I told yeah. you, I knew very well what I've signed up for. Yeah. So in the absolutely. Because when you give there, when you when they give you training, how to use arms, how to mm-hmm. fight unarmed. We are taught a lot of things, right, from horse riding to mountaineering. Mm-hmm. So we are trained for this, and this is the reason. Uh, you know, our lives or other people's lives can always be in danger in Chopari. Yeah. We should be able to tackle the situation. Yeah. So we are well trained for that, and this is my job. So there are no ifs and buts about it, and. I I get concerned. It's not that I just go like that. I make all take all precautions, mm-hmm. but uh, I never think negatively. This is what I signed up for, and uh, yeah. I feel that yes, definitely we are better off than the criminals, more organized, more trained, with better resources. So we should be back home, Trumps. Yeah, the criminal that you mentioned about, right? You know, almost as we said, on like in a movie scene, you got both of them in the bars, and the next thing that happens is one of the two people that you put in. gets out on a bail and decides to go after you know your family and then they try to you know attempt to your kids and wife and so so i want to like understand and be great if you can like walk us into your life uh, you know take us there in your life or you know the family conversation that you have between your kids and wife these things happened and obviously i am concerned about my family and i still keep a tab on all the criminals i have arrested the dangerous ones as you're talking about and i ensure that there is sufficient security but then life goes on you know that life mm-hmm. goes on and uh, i can't lose my sleep over it it's a professional hazard as i told earlier also mm. and uh, i'm well trained for tackling all these situations yeah so we don't discuss all these things you know otherwise you can't live you can't survive 
every day some new challenge will come then i should not be in the service in the first place absolutely so for all of this it requires a lot of mental toughness where you need to be really really strong mentally and you need to have a lot of layers that kind of not let you be negative and let everything kind of get into mental peace so from the lessons that you have learned and becoming tough in your own life when you look back at for the people who are looking at becoming a tougher mentally are there any tips that you'd like to share on how they can develop this mental toughness see mental toughness you have to start from yourself you don't need to read any self help books or go for some life coaches or classes that's my personal take you all know we all know the secrets of happiness or mental toughness or whatever so you look at um, i always give this example of uh, tennis players i love playing tennis i'm a fairly good player of tennis so you know what is the difference between novak djokovic federer nadal and the rest of the people mm-hmm. why are they dominating they also have the same shots the same physical uh, attributes the same fitness they mentally tough because they believe mm-hmm. that they can play one more shot and they are always in control of themselves they know when they are down also they can come back so mental toughness now for them it has become a way of life that's why they are winning so many grand slams you know non stop they are the ones who are winning everything yeah so this is true for other fields also we will see that some film star always delivers hits so we'll say he has an uncanny maybe he's very lucky but we don't realize that he's an uncanny sense of selecting the right scripts according mm. to the changing scenarios in the society lot of mm. people do that so we should understand that this all becomes a part of his psyche a mentality because you have worked hard for that you prepare when you are in bad shape you are a sportsman you are out of favor you are out of the team so you prepare yourself during those 5 6 months or whatever and you come back stronger you learn from your mistakes everybody makes mistakes and these are experiences i won't call them failures mm-hmm. so mentally tough slowly then you understand that this situation has been there earlier also so how do you deal with that you have to control your faculties your mental faculties your emotions and i know it sounds very easy but it becomes with practice and then it becomes second nature there's so mm. many players you know will say dhoni is a great finisher in the last two overs there was a time when he could have done anything you know impossible mm. task he could have done because he believed in himself but it's not that he just believed he practiced all those shots different different kinds of ball that and the practice was so much you know they probably hit 1000 balls that it becomes second nature that the moment that ball comes in their zone your body your mind exactly knows how to hit that shot as a reflex yeah so these things happen as a police officer also to me that a certain situation comes my gut feeling my instinct my reflexes will tell me what to do what not to do but i can't keep relying on somebody or keep sitting that somebody else will come and save me from that situation similarly mm. for a sportsman he has to play the shots the coach cannot play the shots for him from outside so you mm. have to fight your own battles your own uh, wars and take control of life and as i told you everybody goes through ups and downs there's nobody in this world richest man in the world to the poorest man everybody has his share of struggles it depends on you how you take things in your control how you react to it so as i told earlier also i firmly believe in positive thinking that this too shall pass and i'll be able to come out of it and let me see mm-hmm. what i can do about the situation there have been many situations where i have been able to tackle them because of my personal confidence there have been times when i have to seek somebody's help there have been times when i knew that i cannot do anything nobody can do anything about it so let it go also you know you can't have a perfect life if the stock market crashed last year so many people lost their savings but then you can't do anything about it 
it is yeah. a global thing it's not that only you lost everybody lost and somebody was patient or who had the belief in himself must have invested again and was handsomely rewarded so this is the way of life and it's holds yeah. true for every every single field absolutely so you mentioned about indian police often being kind of seen on the bad light do you think policing in india is underappreciated it is uh, i won't say underappreciated there are a lot of people who get uh, accolades there are so many police officers who favors all over the country you know the names there are so many of them so it's not that people don't appreciate them but it's that the black sheep or the bad apples of our department often bring disrepute and they undo the good work done by a lot of other unsung heroes that is unfortunate that is unfortunate mm. otherwise i won't say that they are not appreciated i have been working for the last 23 years always had the best of experiences everywhere the public is so supportive everywhere whenever you do good work so that way it is all good see you always get what you deserve in life yeah so if you are working well as a police officer whether you're constable or you're a dig or igo or whatever people mm. know about your reputation your work so yeah. that way it's irrespective of your department you can be pilloried and you can be crucified or you can be garlanded it's both ways so i always believe that you keep on doing your work and appreciation will come your way sooner or later so what are the few things that you wish indian general public knew more about you know police officers see police officers and particularly the lower subordinates they have a very stressful life hmm we are supposed to solve everybody's problem even personal problems hmm. for example husband and wife have dispute the wife will hmm. give us a call late in the night that my husband is misbehaving with me you can't say that you know it's your personal problem you take care of it as i told you last night a girl had ran away with her cousin somewhere we can't say you know you go and find your daughter it's your problem not hmm. there's a communal tension there's a vip visit there's a lockdown during corona everything comes under the purview of the police so the police is always uh, full of work there's no rest for them it's a 24 hour job and uh, understaffed under resourced and uh, constantly under pressure from everyone including seniors like me mm. and uh, the public the media everybody scrutinizes the work of the police but then as i told all of us uh, know what we have signed up for there can be times that we are very frustrated very disappointed very down but we have to pull ourselves up and look forward to the next challenge because people have great expectations from us they look up on anyone who's look up to anybody who is wear in the uniform whether it's in the army or the police you have to act as a role model and uh, for that i would just exhort the public also to be a little more patient and also change because in india i have observed that public knows very much about its privileges but they do not know what their duties they know what their duties but they are not willing to take any responsibility you know it is one of the few countries where the top leadership the prime minister honorable prime minister has to exhort the people to keep the country clean and i have seen so many educated people throwing mm. their on the roads it's so unfortunate so if we just change the mentality our citizens start following the laws yeah pay taxes on mm. time you know don't jump traffic lights when there's no cctv or no policeman around there's small things but mm. if we take care of all these uh, issues uh a lot of good things will happen in our country and i'm very optimistic mm. very positive very sanguine that the future belongs to india the next generation particularly youngsters i've seen young boys in their 20s even teenagers they're very very good so we must be doing something right somewhere yeah absolutely so there's an interesting question that's coming on my mind right now 
which is, you know, you have dealt with so many criminals. And again, going back to the story that you, you know, share in the Bihar diaries, one of the criminals, like which you have named is a Hurlicks. He calls his wife and says that, make our son study hard. I want him to be an IPS officer. So having this kind of experiences and looking closely at the criminal mindset, what have you understood about the human in general? Has there any, you know, shift in the perception about criminals generally? Like what? I'm just curious. Some criminals are victims of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, some criminals are born to be criminals. You simply cannot do anything about it. Their mind mm-hmm. is like that only. Baud Ibrahim, you know, his father was a constable and, and very honest constable, very upright, very ethical, very religious person. Mm-hmm. Who could have imagined a police constable's son becoming one of the most dreaded criminals of India? Osama bin Laden was a billionaire son and yet he chose to stay in caves and, you know, bomb the world and finish off half the humanity. So there are all kinds of people. So I really can't judge anybody. It's difficult to get into somebody's mind. For some people, it's a very natural thing that you kill somebody. For some people, even killing a fly is a big thing, you know. How could I kill an ant? There are people like that also. So I really don't know. I just go about my job. And uh, But yes, there are people who have reformed also, who have done petty mm-hmm. crimes and they've realized that they were in the wrong. It's all indiv- individual's choice, you know. So I've asked some of my listeners saying that, hey, I'm going to have Victor General of the police who have done these incredible, you know, crazy missions. So what are the questions that you want to ask? And uh, a lot of them send the messages uh, saying that, hey, these are the questions that we'd like to know. Here's this one question which says that, what was one of the toughest missions and how your perspective about life changed after that mission? I had an encounter with Naxalites and uh, I'll be honest, the I made a lot of mistakes in the heat of the moment. As a professional, mm. I was trained to do a lot of things which I could not follow that time. I mentioned it in my book, Life in the Uniform. But mm. then I realized I made, as, as I told you, I learned from my mistakes very quickly. Next time, I never repeated those mistakes and showed that my men mm. and I were safe. And we caused minimum damage to property or civilians around us. Yet we managed to arrest so many Naxalites. And for that, I got the gallantry medal also. So things do happen. My perspective for life, I would say it has always been the same for the last 24, 25 years, always thinking positive. It's not that one single incident has changed me. And it really, yeah, I'm beyond that now. I've, I'm constantly evolving. So it's not that I wait for some incident to happen. I do mm-hmm. make mistakes every day. I still make blunders. But then I realized that this was not done. I should understand from that. And next time I will not do that. But most importantly, mm-hmm. I'm in control of my emotions and my faculty. That is very important for me. How I react to a thing. So as a police officer, as I told you earlier also, it depends on me how I react. So there are two options. Mm-hmm. One is I get tensed and start shouting at my subordinates, which is a very easy thing to do. That I will take yeah. action against you and you've been irresponsible, you've been useless. A lot of people do that. But I believe in the other thing that whatever has happened has happened. Now we'll take charge of the situation. I'll motivate my subordinates that uh, we'll do our best. So I, I belong to that school of thought. So that was a question from Minakshi. And Avishek also asked this another question. He says, what are the three biggest challenges that he faces at work and how do you deal with them? Challenges, I really don't know uh, because any everything that comes our way is a challenge. So yeah. as I told you, my work is my passion. I enjoy my work, so I don't take it as a challenge. But yes, otherwise, if you ask me, obviously, under resource, under staff, not having the right people at the right place sometimes, hmm. you do not get, a lot of people ask me about cyber crimes. 
So there are a lot of police officers who are still not aware of the latest techniques in the cyber world. So it's yeah. not possible for me to solve all cyber crimes. So yeah. it's a small thing, but challenges. Otherwise, I will say no challenges as such. But uh, constantly we have to be on our toes, and something or other will keep happening. Sometimes a communal riot, sometimes tension between two communities, tension between two families in a neighborhood. Anything will happen any time. Uh, yeah. VIP visit can go wrong. So you have to always prepared for that. That uh, keep things under control as much as possible. Awesome. So now I have a round. What I called is an enlightening round, where I'm going to ask you some questions. Where you know you can the short answers to each of the questions that I'm going to share. So here's the first one. What inspires you to do everything that you do? I love life and I love my job. So I always want to evolve as a human being and keep learning new things. So that is my inspiration. That I feel blessed that God has given me one life and let me make the best out. What is the one wrong belief about yourself that you have held for the longest period of time in your life? That I was a loser. That I nothing right can happen in my life. I had a terrible time, as I told you, in IIT, and uh, it was my own doing. I started thinking very negatively about myself, and uh, then I changed myself. Luckily, in the nick of time. If you were to start this journey all over again, what are those three things probably you would have done? Differently, or maybe started early. Uh, not a single thing, Vijay. Because uh, I don't know how. As I told you, I was a disaster in IIT, but I've been a huge so-called success in police. Not only in terms of postings and so-called achievements, but otherwise also because I've lived every day very positively, and everything has been perfect as a police officer. Even the worst crimes have ultimately been solved, and we have always got accolades. You know, even if a bank has been looted, it's not at We ended up on the loser side. We arrested everybody, and finally, it was our pictures which came in the newspapers that police team has busted this gang and all this. So everything ultimately has turned out to be very positive for us and my team. So I have no complaints at all. I won't change anything. Perfect. Awesome. Which one daily habit of yours do you believe has been game changer for you in your journey? Thinking positive, as I told you about everything, whether I play a sport, whether I watch a film. I'll even watch a film with a positive mind, in the sense that if I decide I have to go to a movie hall at nine o'clock, then I'm positive that by five, five thirty-six, I'll finish off all my work. I'll go to play my tennis for two hours, and then I'll go and watch a film. So that plan of going to the movie has to be, you know, uh, actually fructified in reality. For that, you have to work hard throughout the day. You ensure that no work is pending. So that way, I'm always positive about everything. What is your definition of success? I really don't believe in success. You know, it's everybody's own journey. I don't know why people. You know, somebody is a billionaire. Still, he can be very poor compared to Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates. You know, Jeff Bezos is worth 160 billion dollars, and somebody is worth 100 crores in India. So he's a pauper in front of him. So it's all relative. Mm-hmm. But for me, happiness is more important. And happiness comes from what having things which you desire. So I love mm-hmm. sports. I love watching films, eating good food, having a good chat with friends and family. Having a very relaxed life away from after policing. So for me, that is happiness, and no attachments to anything, any worldly thing. I do live a good life. Let me tell you, I watch films on Netflix. I go for lovely dinners and all that. But if all the things are not around me, even then I'm not bothered. The internet connection is gone for six hours, so I'll not get restless. I enjoy the things when they are around, but I'm detached also with them. So I'm in quite a good state of affairs. Very happy, very peaceful, very tranquil with myself. Awesome. 
So I have read your book, Bihar Diaries, and I'm so looking forward to reading Life in the Uniform, which I'm going to pick this weekend. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that book. And, uh, you know, I'd like to congratulate you for the success of both of these books and also the Netflix series that's coming up. And I'm super excited for that. For people who'd like to learn more about your work or let, just want to get in touch with you, what is the best platform to get in touch with you? I'm also on social media, you know, though my wife hates my addict, being addicted to internet. But I'm also on the social media now. I have to change with the times. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm on the three platforms. Not very active, but uh, I get messages every day from readers all over the world, not only from India. Even I was surprised people writing mails from Ontario and one mail I got from uh, South Africa. So that way I'm very blessed, very lucky. Even people from Bangladesh have written to me that we are policemen in Bangladesh and we're inspired by your stories in India. So that is the power That's of amazing. storytelling. A good story can travel all over the world. And of course, after this web series, I think a lot of people across the world will enjoy the life of a policeman in India. So I've been in a very good space and very thankful to whatever I've got. So um, could you share a book or two that you have read which have influenced you in the recent past? Uh, not exactly influenced, but I love reading autobiographies of uh, all people, how they have conquered themselves. You know, people talk about conquering on obstacles, but first of all, you have to conquer yourself. I loved Agassi's Open. So many people have written about their, you know, life. So I love it. Even that uh, famous book, you know, lovely book, To Kill a Mockingbird. I love mm. the character of Atticus Finch. I don't get inspired by people, but yes, I always learn from other people's journey. Novak Djokovic, you know, he was a perpetual world number three, always losing to Federer Nadal. And then suddenly he discovers his mental reserves, his mm -hmm. inner strength, and he's the perpetual number one now. So how things yeah. can turn around if you start believing in yourself. Awesome. So I have one last question that I want to ask you. So imagine that you are standing on a stage of the largest stadium that has ever been built in the history of the world. And there are millions and millions of people on that stadium. And they are eagerly and passionately waiting to listen to you. And you have given only one minute of time to share the most important lesson that you have learned in your life. What would be your message? I've repeated a number of times during this interview. The only message I have is that, you know, we, this is one life. Make the best of it. Be your best version, you know. I play tennis, so obviously I know I can't be Federer. I'm not gifted like him. I'm not even, you know, India number one lack or whatever. But I enjoy my game every day. So mm. whatever I can do, I do that best. On the tennis court, I'm 100% there. I'm doing my best. I'm trying to retrieve every ball. I'm 47 now. My opponents at times are 22, 21 years old guys who make me run around the court. But I'll do my best. I'll do my best. And enjoy life and uh, always think positive. Always think positive because there's no other way out. And you see, there's so many stories around us, people who do not have, you know, limbs and still they are scaling Mount Everest. People can do anything. It's unbelievable. I've read about a blind man in Hyderabad who has a 500 crore business. So mm -hmm. you always believe in things that you can do and everybody has his share of ups and downs. Nobody's life is perfect. Not mine, for sure. But do the best and uh, that's it. Know the formula in life and enjoy. And enjoy the small pleasures of life and live your life, not somebody else's life. That is the worst thing people do. 
when they go on facebook or see things people are doing these things i must also do that it's not your life you do that if you enjoy it for some people you know wearing branded clothes my, a lot of my friends are into all these things they can afford it and enjoy it i have no complaints at all for me reading the book is more important they don't enjoy the books i'm not saying that they are wrong i am right it's everybody's personal i had gone to rome once with a group of friends i was about to enter the colosseum and suddenly four of my friends said that hey, we are seeing a zara brand showroom in front of us we are going for shopping there so i didn't complain didn't shout at them i'm never judgmental if they're happy doing that let them do it i was happy looking at the history of rome for them maybe it was not important so i'm not judgmental at all so do your job do whatever makes you happy and that's it it's not very difficult you know vijay it's not very difficult absolutely be your best verse and it's been a great conversation really really enjoyed this conversation i don't know how it went for you but uh, i got a ton to learn from this thank you so much for being on the show really appreciate it all right vijay all the best to you thank you so much take care Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inspiring Talk. I hope you learned something from our conversation. If you enjoy listening to the Inspiring Talk, consider sending me a voice message with your feedback by visiting theinspiringtalk.com/speak. That is theinspiringtalk.com/speak. Speak. You can access all the links and resources mentioned on this episode by visiting theinspiringtalk.com forward slash 112. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you in the next. Now, go out there and do something inspiring. <laughs>